the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We're so glad to have you tuning your heart to the truth today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Hey, guys. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, foggy one at that. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. For sure. It really is. Be careful if you're driving. It's very foggy. Uh, today is the, the uh, Feast of St. John Bosco. So let's start this morning with prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. O God, who raised up the priest St. John Bosco as a father and teacher of the youth, of the young, grant we pray that aflame with the same fire of love, we may seek out souls and serve you alone. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, St. John Bosco, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today, starting off with some events in our listening area. We will give you details about that is coming up in nine minutes. Father Lawrence Carney joins us in 18 minutes. He is a spokesperson for TAM Books and a priest in the in the Diocese of Wichita, Kansas. And today he's talking about the St. Francis de Sales signature set. Very informative, and we learn more about this saint through these wonderful books. So stay with us. In 35 minutes, Sister Tracy Dugas joins us, one of our favorites here on Wake Up. She's a daughter of St. Paul, and today she's talking about the World Day of Consecrated Life. So we'll hear more about Consecrated Life and Sister Tracy later on. And in 48 minutes, Kathleen Higgins joins us. She's the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And she's going to be talking about Catholic schools and how Catholic schools and young adult ministry go hand in hand. It being Catholic Schools Week this week, I thought it was appropriate to talk about that uh, and the wonderful work Kathleen does over in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. I almost said Biloxi. So looking forward to a great show today with great guests. And like we said earlier today, Damien, it is so foggy outside. Please, please, please be careful when you're driving to school or work today. Yes. Great advice, Gabby. Patchy fog all around the Gulf Coast area. And once that burns off, well, folks, we may see some wet stuff. That's right. Showers could be expected sometime during the day in our listening area. Uh, But nothing really to write home about other than you may get wet. Uh, 40% chance, as a matter of fact. High is expected to be about 66, low 47. Humidity is right at about 100%. It is nasty out there as far as uh, misty and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, That's not a good hair day, as women term. would tell no, me. No, it is not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow it will be cooler, though. High is going to be 58. Winds out of the north, northeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour, and then more rain on Thursday. 
Uh, isn't that Groundhog's Day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. Punxsutawney Phil will probably get wet. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, it could be heavy rains, uh, making way for a nice Friday through Sunday weekend. So there you go. You got to take the bad with the good. Temperatures in and around the area, as we said, it's foggy, so be careful out there. Baton Rouge at 64, 65 in New Orleans, home of Thibodeau, 66. In Covington, it's 64. And in Fog St. Louis, I mean Bay St. Louis, it's 63. So uh, those are your temps and weather conditions. I also want to mention the men's spiritual class at uh, Mercedarian Prayer Center at the Chapel Divine Providence. It will be on for tomorrow. February 1st from 7 to 8 in the morning. Uh, again, men's spiritual class. Sister Dulce will be heading that up. And the Mercedarian Prayer Center is at 17560 George O'Neill Road in Baton Rouge. Stick around. Wake Up's coming back with some events. Good Tuesday morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's Gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 5. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her so that she may get well and live. He went off with him and a large crowd followed him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for twelve years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped, but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid, just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. At that they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this, and said that she should be given something to eat. We have heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Today, St. Mark recalls two miracles that Jesus performed, the raising of a girl from the dead and the cure of a hemorrhaging woman. The careful reader will notice several points of correspondence between the two narratives. The woman had suffered bleeding for as long as the girl had lived, 12 years. She reached out her hand to Jesus. 
whereas Jesus took the girl by her hand. Finally, the healing of the woman who lived with the flow of blood, this kind of encroachment of death, anticipates the healing of the girl who actually experienced death. The afflicted woman provides us a model for approaching Jesus. The crowds were bumping into Jesus as he walked along, but she touched him. Her vibrant faith brought her into living contact with Jesus, and as a result, she experienced a dramatic healing. Well, how often do we really bump against Jesus? For example, when we receive him in the Eucharist. Do we half-consciously jostle against him amid all the other preoccupations of our day? Or do we come to him determined to touch him personally with a lively awareness of the grace and power that can flow from him into our lives? Finally, we are reminded to tell others about Jesus. A Sikh woman from Punjab suffered with paralyzed legs for 12 years. Hearing reports that Jesus heals people, she went to a retreat center in southern India. Abused by her husband, she jumped off the balcony, breaking her back. The priest instructed her to forgive her husband. But she challenged, If I forgive him, will your Jesus heal me? The priest answered, I don't know if Jesus will heal you, but you will experience peace and joy that you have never known before. Well, the next day, the priest invited everyone to thank God. And the woman thought, I have much to thank God for. I am alive. I have two sons who take care of me. So she stood and raised her hands in thanksgiving, and immediately she was completely healed. She stayed for several months to go through RCIA, and after she and her two sons were baptized, she went home to tell everybody about Jesus. May we be more like her. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you very much, Jimmy Sagers, Father Chris Decker. Welcome back to Wake Up on this happy, happy Tuesday morning. So glad you could join us. Number of events taking place. Hey, Valentine's isn't too far away. Right. Two weeks, roughly. That's right. uh, Most Blessed Sacrament Church in Baton Rouge is hosting a date night. Oh, listen to this, guys. <laughs> on Valentine's Day, February 14th from 6 to 9, it's going to be at their Ursula Hall. That's behind the Most Blessed Sacrament Church here in Baton Rouge, as I said. All married and engaged couples are invited to attend to make an investment in your relationship. There's even going to be complimentary dinner served at 6, followed by a presentation by Father Todd Lloyd and a mass with renewal of one's wedding vows. How cool. Nice. Confession is also that's going cool. to be available. Yeah, wow. that's that cool too. Great. It is. Yeah, so uh, you have to RSVP, which is why I'm letting you in on this little secret now. It's February 10th. You got to get your RSVP in, and you can do that by going to RSVP regnumchristi at gmail.com so pretty cool great way to do date night and kind of keep it in the budget you know you could buy the wife or or the husband or something a little extra special because dinner's on most blessed sacrament i love that that sounds great well i don't know if you've heard but there are now retreats for women of Manresa. So this wow. is coming up, the formerly the Cynical, which is the new, uh, now called New Orleans Retreat Center. So this is for women, women of Manresa retreats. The first one was is scheduled for March 30th, and it is already sold out. 
out. So we want to give you this information early so you can get on in on the next retreat that will be May 29th through June 1st with Father Mark Thibodeau. He will be the retreat master. So for more information about that retreat and about other uh, women of Manresa retreats, you can visit NewOrleansRetreats.com. Great. Well, the Magnificat, which is a ministry for Catholic women, is hosting their next prayer breakfast on February 11th from 9 to 12 p.m. at the 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Oak Lodge Conference Center in Baton Rouge. It's a music ministry of Mercy Boku. They will be there to lead praise and worship. You can go to Magnificat-Ministry.net for all the information on registration and all the details. Good spiritual stuff. That's right. Hey, if you mm-hmm. want to tee it up, February 3rd, coming up, that's uh, Friday, you'll be able to play golf if you'd like. Go to SC, SC, that's twice, scscbluegold.com, and you'll learn more about how to play golf with Most Blessed Sacrament Men. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 31st. Today we celebrate St. John Bosco. Before he entered the seminary, today's saint stopped at a second-hand store to get the shoes and clothes he would need. It was only natural that following his ordination in 1841, John Bosco focused much of his energy on other young boys and men of the working class who needed both vocational education and religious training. With the assistance of wealthy and powerful patrons in the industrial city of Turin, Italy, he opened workshops for the boys— who were trained in such practical skills as shoemaking, tailoring, and bookbinding. By 1856, the institution had grown to 150 boys, and he added a printing press for publication of religious and catechetical pamphlets. For this, John Bosco is considered the patron of young apprentices and Catholic publishers. John's preaching skills helped spread news of his work and attracted other men interested in joining him. In 1854, he and his followers informally banded together under the patronage of St. Francis de Sales, also known as the Salesians, members of this society concentrated on education and mission work. When John Bosco died in 1888, thousands of Turin citizens lined the streets to mourn him. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Good morning. It's 19 minutes after the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth on Catholic Community Radio. You're listening to Wake Up. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. We celebrated the Feast of St. Francis de Sales just a few days ago on January 24th. And this morning we're joined by Father Lawrence Carney. He is a spokesperson with Tan Books and a priest in the Diocese of Wichita, Kansas. And he is going to tell us about a brand new very soon to be hot off the press collection of St. Francis de Sales. It's a signature set. Good morning, Father Lawrence. Good morning, Alicia. It's wonderful to have you with us this morning. I'm honored to be able to speak about this great St. Francis de Sales. Well, wonderful. Before we we get into uh, St. Francis de Sales and about this set, uh, it is available currently for pre-order on TAN Books, but it is coming out February 7th. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's right. It's about $200. Yes. It's coming out soon. Okay. Okay, great. Well, so... 
Let's talk about St. Francis de Sales and why this set is so important in learning more about his life and his teachings. Sure. So a year after he was ordained a priest, when he was 27, he began to preach in a seemingly hopeless mission where 72,000 people had left the Catholic Church and become Calvinists. So he went walking around there and preached to them and converted 72,000, well, it's really called reversion. So that was the beginning of his priesthood, and he became a bishop later on, but because of that work he did, he was really close to God, his contemplative life, and so he had so many inspirations from God, and he, he he's considered almost like an apostle the way he wrote. Oh, yes. Now, Father Carney, I understand that you uh, do something similar. You, you are on the streets um, talking to people about our faith. Is that correct? Yes, I'm currently on assignment to walk around the city of Wichita, Kansas, my hometown. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that the whole city becomes Catholic someday. So I'm just a little priest just walking around Mm -hmm. with my cassock and praying for that to happen. That's beautiful. So beautiful. So so St. Francis de Sales lived 400 years ago. How are his teachings uh, relevant today? Well, he, in the signature set, he's got sermons throughout the year, which are very useful for priests and lay people because priests can look and say, he's got some sermons in Abbott, got some sermons in Lent, and he's a doctor of the church, so they're solid. Mm -hmm. Then one of the other books is called Consoling Thought, which is a very important topic in our times because of the world we live in. And one thing he mentioned in that book that I read is God did not need to create, and he was still going to be infinitely good. Mm-hmm. But by the fact that he created, he was able to be merciful. So he's dealing with sinners. The other book is called The Catholic Controversy, A Defense of the Faith, and this is my favorite one. Okay. Because it's, it's about him walking around. But there's a, a pope, Pope Pius IX, in 1877, said that this book on the Catholic controversy is, quote, a full and complete demonstration of the Catholic religion. So I highly recommend people reading this book because not only is it like a catechism, but it's, it's his, the pamphlets he slipped under the doors mm-hmm. that caused the people of Chabla to revert back to the Catholic faith. Wow. And then the last one is the spiritual classic that I recommend all my spiritual directees. It's called An Introduction to the Devout Life. And I was just looking at the table of contents yesterday, and I want to reread some of these about how to go to Holy Mass and how to hear it. Oh. So. 
Wow, that's wonderful. So, so it is a four-book set. As Father Carney mentioned, it's the Introduction to the Devout Faith, Consoling Thoughts, Sermons, and the Catholic Controversy, all by St. Francis de Sales. Now, uh, Father Carney, he is known, uh, he is a doctor of, of the church, but he's also known as a, there's an honorary title that has been given to St. Francis de Sales of Doctor of Charity. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, because he's so eloquent, uh, he speaks from the charity of God. He was so advanced in the spiritual life, I would assume he went to the highest level in the unitive way, which we, which uh, theologians called spiritual marriage. And when souls do that and they share what they receive from that, it's, it's going to be truly interesting from God, and we know that God is love. That's his, who he is. So when you get so high in the spiritual life and share that like an apostle, then that just comes out so eloquently. We're visiting with Father Lawrence Carney. He's a spokesperson for Tan Books and a priest in the Diocese of Wichita, Kansas. We're talking about St. Francis de Sales' signature set that is coming out soon uh, from Tan Books. So, Father Carney, let our listeners know uh, why they should get this set and read about uh, read the teachings of St. Francis de Sales. Yes, Alicia, the... The set is very beautifully bound. It's going to last for a long time. It's hardcover and it's cloth covered, and they have a very beautiful green yes. cover on it. The signature set, and this would be a great gift for anyone that's serious about growing in the spiritual life and the interior life, because he was so solid. Um, spiritual directors, spiritual directees. Just priests can preach from it. Lay people can advance in the spiritual life from getting their set and displaying it in their their bookshelf. Yeah. It's a very beautiful thing to have in your your den or your office. Yes. Wonderful. So that is St. Francis de Sales signature set. It's available uh, for pre-order right now. You can check that out at tanbooks.com. Father Lawrence Carney, before we let you go, could we ask you for a blessing? Absolutely, Alicia. Here it is. Benedictio de Omnipotentis Patris et Fili Spiritus Anshinit Super Vos et Mani et Semper. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Lawrence Carney. It's wonderful visiting with you. God bless you. Likewise, Alicia. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. So that's uh, St. Francis de Sales signature set. Again, that's available at tanbooks.com. As Father Lawrence said, it's a beautiful uh, set. It's four separate books, and it is wonderful uh, teachings. There are sermons and uh, so much more about uh, St. Francis de Sales. So check that out at tanbooks.com. We did want to let you know really quickly about that golf tournament. Uh, It is actually St. Catherine of Siena. So that was... Yes, I said most blessed sacrament. Okay. I was hooked on the Valentine's Day deal. But yeah, the men's uh, club of St. Catherine, Siena, in Metairie, they're having it at the Bayou Oak City Park Golf Course. And that's uh, Friday, February 3rd. If you want to sign up, go to scscbluegold.com and you could register online. Uh, teams are $700. 
uh, and that includes your uh, green fee and lunch and more. So that's great. That's great. And it's not too late oh. to sign up, but it is Saturday yeah, pro- or yeah, you probably Friday. do it today. I yes, would, yeah, probably, probably need to take care of that today. today. So here's something else you can take care of today. You can set sail with Catholic Community Media on Advent at Sea 2023. That is coming up December 7th through 11th. It is led by Father Chris Decker. We all know him and love him. He will be available every day. He'll celebrate Mass on the cruise. Uh, He will also be available for confessions and a little spiritual direction. It will be a wonderful trip. It's a long weekend. Leave on a Thursday, December 7th, and return pretty early on Monday, December 11th. So uh, it is right there in our backyard. It's leaving from New Orleans. There is one stop at Cozumel, Mexico. So you can check that out, find out more information about Advent at Sea by visiting our website at ccmedia.live. It's right on the uh, homepage, right, Gabby? That's right. And another thing on our website as well is submitting an event. I'm already getting Lenten dinners. Yesterday, I received (laughs) so many Lenten events. (laughs) It was incredible. So please, please, please send over your event, whether it's a Lenten dinner, St. Joseph's altar, I'm getting them all. So uh, you can send it to us at ccmedia.live. Click on events and news. Even if it's, you know, every Friday and uh, every other Friday in March or every Friday in Lent or, you know, specific dates, we can, I can put those on the calendar. Uh, and of course, those St. Joseph's altars, send me as many as you want. I'm That's already right. getting those as well. Those are really popular in our area. So ccmedia.live, it is absolutely free to send me your event church parish school community whatever it is Mm -hmm. uh, we'll take a look and put it on our website that's right we may just talk about your event on wake up Mm -hmm. so check that out ccradio.live you click on event the event tab uh, and down on that pull down you can click on submit your event so well world day of consecrated life is coming up upon us pretty quickly and it will be so Mm -hmm. fun to visit with our friend sister uh, tracy dugas she is a daughter of saint paul and she will join us Uh, up next so stick around it is half past the hour on wake up past the hour. Thank you so much for tuning into Wake Up This Morning. You're tuning your heart to the truth. Well, you you can become a Catholic Community Media Ambassador, which is actually a lot of fun because you can represent Catholic Community Media at your church parish. You can go to uh, ccmedia.live and click on the button, Become an Ambassador. There you will see all of the information and just fill out a quick form. And we actually send all of the stuff that you request whether it's prayer cards, bumper stickers, over to you for free. So tell us a little bit about you, and we will do that. So we already had uh, someone do that not too long ago, and we sent them some prayer cards that they can put in the back of the Adoration Chapel or the back of Mass. So become an ambassador today. You can go to ccmedia.live. Kathleen Higgins joins us. She's the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry over in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Hey, Kathleen, thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning. How are y'all? 
We are doing great. And Kathleen and I really got to hang out a lot this weekend at the wine conference in Baton Rouge. It was such a blast to get to know you a little bit more. Kathleen, of course, we've had you on Wake Up before, but this is such a big week. Catholic Schools Week, uh, yeah. and you and I were talking about where we went to Catholic school in Baton Rouge and our experiences over at Catholic school. Your mom teach, uh, yeah. is a principal over at a Catholic high school in Baton Rouge. This is such an important week for so many people, especially uh, with how it impacts youth uh, as they continue to yeah. get older and make their way into college life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like Catholic education, when I was in it, it was, you know, like any young person, school was school was a drag. And now that mm-hmm. I look back on it, I'm like, man, what a blessing a Catholic education is. Um, you know, to, to be, uh, you know, I've taught in, in Catholic school for 10 years after I graduated college. And, um, you know, I look back and I think what a blessing it was to be able to be rooted in my faith, to be steeped in it. Like, you know, um, every, everything that we did revolved around, uh, Jesus and the sacraments and, you know, um, learning about the Bible and learning about the faith and, and, you know, it, it was such a good foundation for, um, in those formative, you know, we talk about young people in the formative years, um, but it, it really is like, you know, a, such a good formation uh, and foundation for, um, like, solid adults, you know, or really um, also, like, um, inquisitive adults, adults who are young adults who um we're like, wait a minute, I heard something that my teacher said in third grade. I remember them talking something about relics, you know, and they're like, I need to, I want to find out more about that. And so, um, you know, you have adults who are leaning into that formation, that early formation, um, in order to have what we call reversions or, you know, to the faith where um, there's this, you know, new ignition of, of a spark of faith. Um, and so I, I am so grateful for my Catholic education uh, and, and for my years teaching it as well. Most definitely. Let's talk about you teaching because that was yeah. a very, you're making an impact on someone's life. I just saw my sixth grade teacher from Our Lady of Mercy at the wine conference yeah. and I told her, I remember she, her, her class impacted me. I remember her. Uh, she was one of my favorite right. teachers. You make, uh, uh, you know, a mold in someone's life, uh, especially uh, when it's positive. Right. Yeah. You know, we can all remember those teachers that we had that um, that maybe were not so good, <laughs> you know, who maybe mm-hmm. had one too many bad days, you know, but but we also have those those teachers that, um, you know, really brought us to Jesus. And that's not always you know, I taught religion. That's not always a religion teacher. You know, I was I, when I was a religion teacher, um, I was often jealous of other um, other teachers who taught other subjects because sometimes, well, actually not sometimes, a lot of times, our young people will listen to them about matters mm-hmm. of the faith, right, and look to them as witnesses to the faith um, because they're expecting it from me as a religion teacher, mm-hmm. right? But some of our, like, science teachers to sit down and talk about creation or even, like, theology of the body, uh, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, my mom was a math teacher, 
um, and she's, you know, now a principal, but, you know, how she was a faithful witness to Jesus while she was teaching algebra, you know, um, and that's important um, because, because, you know, young people are watching us as, as mm-hmm. older, you know, as adults, they're watching us in all that we do and all that we say, you know, and so teachers are, you know, we talk about teachers being unsung heroes, especially, you know, especially after the pandemic, people were like, oh, teachers, we should pay them a million dollars. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's mm-hmm. do that because, you know, but I, I don't know any teacher who's in it for for the big bucks, that's for sure. Um, and especially teachers who are working in our Catholic school system, they do it because they love education. They love that gift of knowledge that the Lord has given them, um, and their their faith is important to them. And they Absolutely. want to pass that on for sure. Absolutely. And meeting young people where they are as well and seeing that it is genuine and and teaching the faith. I remember as a fourth and fifth grader learning what adoration was and going to your first Eucharistic adoration. At first, it was very intimidating, but then you grew to love it. And then going into high school and having uh, adoration for an hour during religion class was such a peaceful time to have in the middle of the day, you know, before your physics test or something like that. Yeah. That's what makes it so unique. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because when we, you know, when I first started working with young people, I got, you know, involved in ministry outside of college. And, um, you know, I remember the first time somebody was like, well, we can't talk to the kids about that because they're not going to understand. And I was like, what kids are you Mm -hmm. talking to? Because these kids will pick up whatever you lay down. You know, so, you know, if if you want to talk to them about having a relationship with Our Lady, do it. You know, if you want to talk to them about, you know, the beauty of, of you know, vocation and the priesthood and, and religious life, do it. Because at whatever level, they're seeking that understanding, they're seeking that knowledge, and they want to know. And so the worst thing we can mm-hmm. do is, is give them, like, a fluffy face because they, they mm-hmm. smell it. They smell it, you know, coming from a mile away. They're like, okay, this lady is just going to you know, going to pacify me, um, when they want to know, you know, they want to talk about the things that we might think are are difficult to comprehend as even as adults of the faith, you know? Absolutely. I remember as a young adult going to things like MP3s or, you know, youth gatherings or anything like that. And just being a part of cringy moments where it was just kind of too over the top, you know, you know, I I don't know. I'm not a fan of like tambourines or drum sets or anything like that. Like I want the real stuff and just it kind of made me want to go home. You know, I really wanted that. Yeah, they want to be cha- young people want to be challenged. You know, they get a mm-hmm. bad rap because it's like oh, all teenagers want to do is play on their phone and blah, blah. But yeah, yes, to some degree. But like, they want to be challenged. They want to be given something to live for, a purpose to live for. You know, something to devote their life to. And you know, they can either devote their lives to their, you know, their, their PS five, or they can devote their life to Christ. And if if you make it, you know, adventurous. If you make it. Um, interesting, right? If you talk to them about, you know, relics and you talk to them about the saint, the lives mm-hmm. of the saints and how, you know, courageous they were and how exciting their lives were. And it's like, man, don't you want to be like that? And they're like, yes, you know, <laughs> and before you know it, you've got kids like run out the classroom, you know, ready to set the world on fire just because Absolutely. you were real with them about the beauty of our faith. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And we and have some start, wonderful you know, modern that's, saints. That's, yeah. And that's fostered everywhere. You know, um, yeah. what's cool about being a teacher is a Catholic education, uh, you, you get to partner with parents, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is, is something that sometimes I think our parents, um, you know, don't often see as that partnership, right? So that they're yeah. getting that formation of faith everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Kathleen Higgins, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Thank you so much for being with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's always such a great conversation with Kathleen. Thank you so much. DIOBR.org is where you can go to find out more information about her and the diocese. Stay with us. This is Tracy Ducas joins us right after the break. It's 45 past the hour. Welcome back to Wake Up 12 before the top of the hour on this Tuesday morning. So glad you could join us. Damian Collado along with Gabby Smith and Alicia Quivito. And our guest at this time is Sister Tracy Dugas, daughter of St. Paul. And she's here to talk about World Day of Consecrated Life. I'm not sure if anybody knows this, but it's coming up in just two days. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Thank you all for having me. It's great to be with you again. Oh, we love having you, as you know. You're just a a fun-filled individual full of joy and love, Mm -hmm. and we're glad you're with us. Share with us, to begin with, what is the uh, actual purpose of World Day of Consecrated Life? Maybe she doesn't want to share that with us. <laughs> I think we just lost her. No. Oh, okay, we'll try to reconnect. But uh, uh, actually, World Day of Consecrated Life has a lot to do, and I didn't know this as I started researching, uh, but there's there's a lot of different lives of consecrated mm, life. Yes. The, there's mm-hmm. the monastic, the religious life, mm-hmm. hermits. Not Herman and the Hermits, right, but Hermits, right, right. Different kind of and, uh, and, and some others that go along with it. So, uh, And the United States is also consecrated to the Blessed Virgin That's Mary. Right. I want to ask That's Sister right. Duda about that. Back. Is she back with us? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm Yay. getting a thumbs up. So, Sister. Call yeah. drop. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the devil sometimes doesn't want to talk about things or I people know, hear about things, but we're, we're going to defy him anyway. So let me get back to the original question. Tell us about the purpose of uh, World Day of Consecrated Life and why it's so important to us in the Catholic well, faith. Yeah, so mainly it's really just to bring awareness to the fact that God does call some individuals to kind of forego the the good of marriage for, of, in this world, to consecrate or dedicate themselves, make a covenant with God so that personal individual commitment that you would make in the world to a person, we as consecrated men and women make that gift of ourselves over to God, and we point the rest of the world to the fact that, you know, all of us are made for union with God in heaven forever. So, in a sense, we're all meant for union, that union with God, and we just live that union now. Yeah, um, it's, and yeah, it's a special, special way of holiness, right? Yeah, it's um it's a way of following Jesus in his lifestyle which he dedicated himself. He was king of the universe, but he mm-hmm. emptied himself in poverty. He dedicated himself fully to the Father, so chastity and also obedience to the Father's will. So we give we vow those vows 
to also imitate Jesus and to grow in sanctification. And, you know, not just an individual ha- uh, can consecrate their life uh, to God, but even nations, the United States ourselves, are consecrated to the Blessed Virgin Mary, aren't we? That's right, yeah. And I think it's really good to remember that the word consecrate is is really beautiful because it basically says you take something that would be a vessel for an ordinary use and you give it into your use or service to God. And so in a sense, you take an ordinary thing and you dedicate it or consecrate it to God. So as persons, we do that, you know, we're ordinary human beings and we give ourselves over to God for his service. And so in, if you're talking about a nation or a group of people, that is the, back to the same decision, but it's for that whole nation to say, we're not just in any nation. We're a nation that we've given ourselves over to the service of God. How come we don't hear about that that often anymore? I think because we're not asking the right question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish but they would start so because, good. yeah, I we know. don't hear it from the pulpit. We don't hear it from our leaders. Mm-hmm. And I can remember mm-hmm. growing up, that was somewhat of a big thing in the 50s and 60s. Yes. Yes, yes. But the, the, the idea that there were people out in the world who were in the world but not of the world who had given, you know, and that's the thing. You're, you, in a sense, you're promising God what you know about yourself, but you're also promising him the potential that you have and the unknowns, in a sense, saying, God, I trust you so much that I'm going to give you even my unknown future knowing that you're you're in control like you're the god of my life and perhaps you know because of the distance between um the way we think now that we are children of not only a creator but a father in heaven um because of that space and that distance it's harder and harder for us to access the the call to be consecrated however god isn't bound by our limits he breaks in and he finds a way to wake us up. You know, I'm, I feel like anybody who's in consecrated life now can testify to miracles that God did to just mm-hmm. get our attention and wake us up <laughs> and um, give us also the grace to say, yes, I'll do what you want, Lord. So any suggestions on how we should celebrate the World Day of Consecrated Life coming up on Thursday? Well, I would say that if you do um, know of a religious community in your area, maybe to give them a call and tell them how much they mean to you, <laughs> that would be a really great thing. Um, also, if you if you want to go and, and see them, or if you have children, to maybe set up ahead of time to, to call the sisters or to call the community and ask, is it possible for us to go to mass in your community or to just stop by to say hello um in a way what you're doing is you're reminding yourself that they exist Mm -hmm. and what their value is um to you and also that you're in a sense participating in their consecration by making that connection even if you don't go i think just to reach out and to tell them that as much as you count on the prayers of sisters and brothers and priests that you yourself are praying for the, the vocation to consecrated life. Wow. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Reaching out and just saying thank you, and we're grateful. Yes. 
And, uh, yeah, yeah, because it is harder and harder to find nuns and priests around sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, isn't that but, the truth? But we exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, if someone is interested about your particular order, Daughters of St. Paul, what can they do? I know you have a website you'd like to mention. Yes, absolutely. So the Daughters of St. Paul does have a website. It's daughtersofstpaul.com. And then also our mission is pauline.org, and we're there in Metairie, Louisiana. You can call the sisters up and um, say hello to them. It's at 504-887-7631. Awesome. Sister Tracy Dugat, Mm -hmm. let us be the first here at Catholic Community Radio to say thank you for your consecrated life Mm -hmm. and religious life and all the good things that you do for God. Yes. Well, it is a grace and a blessing to have shared this with you and thank you so much okay god bless have a wonderful day and rest Mm -hmm. of the week god bless you too thank you so much okay we'll talk to you soon thank you oh what a what a beautiful person love her i know you could just talk to her all day you could right exactly (laughs) so uh okay she'll lead us as an example and Mm -hmm. i'm going to lead you all in a prayer to wrap up today's show In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. This is a prayer for vocations. Gracious and loving God, help the men and women of our diocese to hear your call and to serve. Our needs are great and our people thirst for your presence. Open the hearts of many and raise up faithful servants of the gospel. Dedicated to holy priests, deacons, sisters, and brothers who will give of themselves for your people and their needs. Bless those who are serving you now with courage and perseverance. Grant that they may be inspired by their example and faith. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time with Johnny Bear. He has his gospel reflection. Peter Finney with the Clarion Herald joins us. Dina Dow with the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And Father John Burns talks about the book Return. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.